0: No! Rebel Nation, welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, and Gordon Ford. And
1: straight ahead to the 5, to the 2, to the 1! In the end zone is Jerry and Ely. Touchdown, Ole Miss!
0: Bringing you the lowdown on everything with Ole Miss Athletics.
1: There's a pitch, it's on the turf, and the Rebels recover it!
0: Don't just sit on the sidelines, be part of the show. Text in your questions and comments to 662-426-1093. That's 662-426-1093.
1: I guess you don't have to. But you need to. Deal for Rodriguez, he'll go coast to coast, one-handed stuff with a right hand. Swung on, fly ball, deep field. That ball is long gone, headed toward the scoreboard, hit right below it and the Rebels take a one to nothing lead on a bomb by Tim Elko. And here it is. We're underway in the Sugar Bowl. Now, here's your host, Gary Darby.
2: Hello, my friends, and welcome to yet. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another edition of the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. I'm Gary. This is Chuck. Hi, Chuck. What's happening? Long time no see. It has been a few weeks, Gordon. Uh, let's see if your mic works.
3: Uh I guess
2: you think. What do you think? I think it's working. I think it's working. That's good. not been and, here for a while, but we, I'm glad to be back. I know. I know. We've 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 had a couple of days away. Things have happened, and uh, we are back and rolling. And guys, if you don't mind, um, I would do a little little something before we continue to talk and and go here. Let's listen. We got a minute and a half to all just kind of listen to a few things, and then we'll really get into how we feel.
1: Swung on, big hopper right side, first baseman missed it. They'll throw to first, not in time. Everybody's safe, and the Rebels score, and it's one to nothing, Ole Miss. Takes it inside, he goes off the mid of the catcher, heading home to the plate, and scoring is Justin Bench. And it's two to nothing, Ole Miss. And a pitch. Graham hits one sharply right side base hit Gonzo hits a bag at third the right fielder Peyto will throw to the plate it's going to be cut off he scores and the Rebels are up three to nothing one ball two strikes to Peyto the pitch swing and a miss he struck him out and Hunter Elliott is rolling eighth strikeout of the game swung on lifted left field that's down for a base hit the run will score first to third goes Harris as the throw comes back in and it's four to nothing old Miss third hit of the game for justin bench swung on fly ball right field toward the wall it is out of here t.j mccance gets a crack at the plate and he has a jack and the rebels are up now five to nothing and the three one swung on he swung at it and that's going to do it if the rebels can catch it first base side elko foul territory he's got it and all this is back to omaha how about them rebels? Big pileup at the mound, and Ole Miss returns to the College World Series.
2: So, since we we had a show, the Ole Miss baseball team did a thing or two. Like they, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? a lot of things, they were going. Last time we did the show to Hoover and didn't know what would be going on yeah. after that. Lost to Vandy. Of course we took a week off then we had baseball actually playing on Monday night in the regional mm-hmm. in in Coral Gables and and not only did they sweep through that they get their first two shutouts of the season and have now outscored the opponents of the postseason 46 to 11. And the regional and the super regional, they're going to Omaha. Guys. It's a
4: mauling, isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah, against quality Very opponents. Good. Oh well, yeah,
2: we they were twenty four and nineteen. Remember our conversation yeah. before Mizzou came in yeah. seven and fourteen in the conference. Yeah, they're thirteen and three since then.
4: Been amazing fourteen and
2: three, right? 36, yeah. yeah, yeah. And now they're one of the final eight teams playing college baseball,
4: which, which is, is great. great. All about getting hot at the right time. Obviously, I, you know we've sat back. And for years watched LSU do this. Correct. They don't, they don't care about the regular season. (laughs) All they care about is getting in the postseason and then turning it up. And they've won what five or six national titles doing that. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, Hey, (laughs) I'd just soon take a page out of their book. As to win the SEC regular season and get beat in a regional, you know? Every day.
5: Yeah.
2: All day. We've had some conversations, and here's what we will do tonight. We'll have Brad Henderson on first. He will join us. He was on with us on the side of the road in Fulton on our last show on the way to Hoover uh, to talk. And then we'll have the hitting coach, Mike Clement, on as well in the second portion of this to talk with us about what has happened since we've been gone and all the pieces and how it's gone together. Guys, these players kept telling us believe in us. And Eddie, I kept saying, show me the money, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Show us. Show and, and, and they were right. They were right. It's come together. Um and and when you get Graham back in the, the middle of that order, you get Chatnier doing the numbers that he's had over, you know, this run since May first it's been great, and I am so glad from the coaching staff to the players and everybody that here we go again, and we get a, a second opportunity here under the might-be era to go play in Omaha.
4: Yeah, fantastic stuff. And, you know, I, I think it was the best thing in the world to lose to Vandy in the SEC tournament, provided we still got in the NCAA tournament, which – my understanding is we were the last team in. The last in. team
2: to get in. If you listen to the man who they spoke to, right, on ESPN, on the committee, that's what he said. Kind of came down between Ole Miss and NC State. Yeah. And a, and a sweep of LSU kind of what kind of put them over the hump. Yeah. Because they lost, right, if you think about their three losses, two to Texas A&M during the College World Series. They lost to Vandy. Of course, Vandy eliminated but made it as well. So two of the losses during this run have been to a team that's still in Omaha. Well,
4: I'm not so sure, though, that 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 midweek game against Southern Mississippi didn't count a lot, too. Oh, without a doubt. uh, They're high RPI. Without a doubt.
2: All right, we'll be back and discuss it. Baseball tonight on the show. Stay with us.
0: Cannon clearing the You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by
7: Cannon Motors.
2: Time to work on a Monday night. Gary, Chuck, and Gordon with you. Rhino back in control central in Jackson trying to make sure the host has all the things in place and we're ready to go and he has made a phone call to a guy last time we talked to him he was on side of a highway uh in in Fulton I believe Hindu how are you I'm good man real good today (laughs) yeah right I think the last time that that we discussed it was going over to Hoover in fact that's the last time we've been able to have a show uh, because of baseball being played or one reason or another and now we're back and what do you know, Hindu? This team is is going to Omaha. Here's the thing we were kind of talking about in, in the middle of the break. You, you've been around those guys every day. Watch them go. Their comments to you in the post game whether it was win or lose was we you you got the they still believed in themselves and they were asking the fans to believe in them I don't think there was ever a doubt in the guys in uniform or the coaching staff's mind they could do this they just had to come through do you agree with that
8: yeah 100 percent and uh yeah you go back to to uh, probably as far back as the Mississippi State series you know we lose two out of three at home and you, you talk to Elko or Graham or, or bench and, uh, you know, the belief was there and, and it never went away. Uh, you know, during that tough stretch, even when we were seven and 14 in the league, uh, you know, they just showed up at the park and, and kept doing their thing and working hard and, you know, credit that coach and staff of putting the pieces together and, and, you know, on the staff and, and obviously getting Graham back was huge, but, uh, yeah, you know, you credit Mike and those guys and also the veterans uh keeping that keeping that locker room together and and boy when they put it together they certainly put it together and it's it's been a heck of a ride for the past month and a half.
4: Brad, to me the the turning point was uh when they went down to Southern Mississippi midweek and won and then went down and, and swept LSU but it but it was because of Mike and, and Carl getting the pitching rotation the way they finally wanted it. And although it took more than half the season, um, it's now, I mean, I think as good as anybody's.
8: Yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, we're, we're not just uh, rolling some guys out there hoping to keep it close. Uh, those guys are dominating at, at this point. Uh, you know, we just, we just shut out a really, really good Scott Berry Southern Miss team uh, two games in a row, uh, and, and that's a team that, you know, that, that a month ago was, was lobbying for a, a top eight national seed, and uh, it, it's not just that, that they've been good or good enough to keep us in it and let the offense catch back up, um, I, they're just throwing up zeros, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know that that us as the common folk uh, saw that coming, but, uh, yeah, they they've been tremendous, and and obviously they've got confidence now, and, and you can really see it it's snowballing in the right way. So, you know, we're, we're down to the final eight, but uh, we're certainly as hot as anybody in the country. And uh, at this point, it's 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 anybody's, you know, for the taking.
3: Brad, Gordon Ford, have you ever seen a team click like this uh, the way they have? I mean, they pounded Arizona. They beat Miami. You know, Southern Miss. I mean, what do you think has happened? I mean, you know, I mean, it's like everybody's playing well. I mean, at the end of the game, TJ McCance gets in there, hits a solo home run. I mean, it's just, just unbelievable.
8: Well, I think a lot of it is, you know, we talked about, you know, the staff getting the pieces back together, and 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 then once they figured it out, I think a huge piece of it is everyone knows their role at this point. You know, when you show up at the yard for game one, you know, Dylan's going to be on the mound, and you pretty much know the, the eight, nine, ten guys that that are going to play defense and, and hit behind him, uh, and then obviously game two with Hunter. But, um, you know, I, I thought it was best um, after game one, I had a chance to interview Garrett Wood, who, who's been phenomenal. You know, since T.J. hurt his hand, he got plugged in, and, you know, teams just couldn't get him out. He was walking, getting big hits, playing pretty good defense at third. And um, you know, I talked to him after the game, and he said, "Man, it's been great to have this opportunity." But you know, we're pulling for TJ. We need his energy. Uh, we need him to get healthy. And you're talking about unselfish. Um, but that's that's kind of the that's kind of how this team is. Um, they pull for each other, and it's it's genuine. And you don't get that everywhere, you know. Um, and you know, after he he did that interview with me, I thought that's special. And, and you wonder why this team's special. And you know, here's a guy that's gotten his opportunity. He's waited on the bench all year long, and he's pulling for the guy to get back that he replaced in the lineup. And uh, and genuinely meant it. And you, you just don't get that with every team that comes through this program. And uh so it's not a surprise to see them have the success late that they've had.
4: Well that's exactly why they're going to Omaha. Right. They yeah. stuck together and they believed in themselves. As Gary said earlier and even like this
2: brad i mean i know that coach b and talking to media and what he's mentioned ben van cleve right a guy that was counted on the dh a good bit last year elko's back doing things he's gone to a pinch hit role kind of been a glue guy in that dugout too i mean it's 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 a lot of different pieces that are pulled together and you know it as well as anybody when you get to this time of the year that guy's got to step up a guy like Mason Nichols shows up and, and spins a couple of innings for you in that regional. You have to have those guys or you don't make it this far in baseball.
8: Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's funny you say that because, you know, over the past two or three days, maybe week, I, I've had multiple conversations with with fans, with media, uh, doing radio stuff, and it, it's always somebody else's name gets brought up and I mm-hmm. have the same answer every time and is it and it's, well, man, if we didn't have that guy, that piece right now, we wouldn't be where we're at. And, you know, the, the big three, you know, Graham and, and Elko and Bench, you know, they get, they get all the publicity, and rightfully so. But, you know, talking, you know, it, you may look up and Calvin Harris has got two big hits for you in a game, or, or Garrett Wood, or you look up and Peyton Chatagnier now has gotten extremely hot. Um, you know, and collectively they just put it together and, and – Yes, you got to have the big players make big plays in big moments, but uh, you know the guys at the bottom of the order—they've got to pitch in as well, and they've all done it. But it's been multiple people, other than those three, that have been you know catalysts for this whole engine that we've been that we've been riding. Uh, but it's been multiple people and, and different names that I've said in, in all those conversations. Uh, so again, you know, obviously to get this far, everybody's got to chip in at some point. Uh man, it's just been a heck of a ride,
4: Brad. I've I said on here for weeks when we were struggling that this team was not getting the timely hit, the big pitch when they needed it, the rally killing defensive play, and now they're getting those things, and and the potential of this team has surfaced.
8: A hundred, yeah, yeah, tenfold. Uh, and, and it's contagious, and they expect it now, Trug. There's a huge difference, you know, in, in hoping to get that hit and expecting to get that hit or, or hoping to make that pitch and expecting to make that pitch. And you can just see it. You can see it in their body language. You can see it in their faces. Um, and that's a, that's a good sign uh, that really we've seen ever since we went to Miami, uh, especially in game one. And it really started there in that seventh or eighth inning when Chatagnier got that base-clearing double because we fell behind twice in that game, fell behind two to nothing. Um, and, and then, I, I'm sorry, we didn't fall behind. Fell behind two to nothing, tied it up. Then they came back and tied it up again at four to four. And you thought, oh, no, you know, this is anybody's game. Uh, but you never saw us panic. Um, so, again, you know, that, that's what makes teams special. That's, you know, there's seven other teams. Or At the end of the night, there will be seven other teams that are saying the same thing uh on their road to omaha but man there's just been something about about this team over the last two months that uh you could just tell they were going to turn the corner but you just needed to have that opportunity and fortunate for us we got the call on selection monday and uh buddy we have certainly taken advantage of it
4: brad real quickly last question um the the elephant in the room, however, amongst all this good news is uh what about third starter? I mean, um uh, bless his heart, Derek Diamond, he's good for three innings and then historically that's about it this year. Um is there any talk of you know, replacing him or having a quick hook or uh I, I know that's a tough question. I know that's not fair right now, but I mean it's reality. In about thirty seconds well, if you can.
8: Yeah, no, I think it's a fair question, Chuck. And, you know, they, they put the TBA on game three if we needed it in Hattiesburg. And I, I think at this point, especially at this point now that we're in the final eight, it, it's going to be a decision made on matchups, uh, game scenarios, uh, when they have to use certain people. So it, it's certainly a fair question. Um, you know, but it, it, I think at this point, uh, game situations – and scenarios are, are going to dictate when we see Derek again.
2: Thank you, Brad. We appreciate you joining us, my buddy.
8: You Thanks, bet. Brad. I'll See you, in Omaha. Yep. Yes, you bet. sir.
2: This portion of the show brought to you by Gateway Tire. They've served us since 1929. They go the distance for you.
5: miss.
1: Hotty toddy, everybody. I'm attorney Roberts Wilson, and whether you're
0: hurt in North Mississippi or along the Gulf Coast, my law office provides experienced and highly skilled legal care without charging an upfront fee. That's right. There's never a fee unless we win. For small-town care and big-time results after a car or truck wreck, call the statewide injury lawyers at Roberts Wilson, PA, 662. 533-9111 533-9111 or visit us on the web at wegetjustice.com Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a bloomin' onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a blooming good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, diobreville and flow mississippi also serving jackson and cordova tennessee outback steakhouse more of the rebel yell hotline presented by cannon motors
2: coming up next Motors, Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Gary, Chuck, and Gordon talking with you. We're back and discussing the Ole Miss baseball team. We've got other things to get into, and we will. Now it's text message time. We'll go through that first as this portion of things brought to you by Cannon, Cleary, McGraw. And we'll invite you to go to their website, ccmoxford.com, for homes as well as lots, land, and condos for sale. Kind of a long one out of the 601, but here it goes. First congratulations to the OMAS baseball team and Coach Bianco and his assistants for going to Omaha. A performance for the ages and it's not over yet. Although it wasn't the same situation, Garrett Wood got his hit down the first baseline in the Super, and it made me remember of Holt Pert Sox in twenty fourteen, uh beating the Cajuns. Both very big in their own right, thanks and go Rebels. Uh look, Garrett Wood, I mean people we're questioning this guy's hitting 130. Why is he playing? All of a sudden, getting really his first start, you know, in, in a game in Miami, and now and he went through a stretch of seven out of nine at bats where he, you know, Brad brought that up. Got he was, on base. He's he getting on base, however it was, and, and filled in, and and you've got to have those kind of guys, you know, to to do that. And
4: well, and a lot of times. Gary, if you're not playing regularly, you're going to have that low batting average. True. I mean, you don't get There's in reason. a rhythm, you don't get in a groove, you don't you don't lather up, as they say <laughs> right. about horse racing. You know, uh, so that's not to me that's not that surprising.
2: Let, let me let me tag on something that he mentioned
4: there because he mentioned
2: congratulations to the coaches and the staff and something we were talking about in the middle here during the break, and that was what a job they did with this club. From 24-19, and and 7-14 in the SEC, to now one of the final eight teams playing. Holding the team together, doing things, and hearing the players like Mallets and Nichols and others talking about, I had to improve my slider if I was going to pitch this season, right, and be a part of this. And I think it's all coming together for those kind of guys. It's been a great coaching job by this staff.
4: No question. And going back to that, uh, talking about the slider, um, you know, that's coaching. Yeah. Hey, hey, son, if we don't get this fixed, you're not going to play. <laughs> and and they had to work with them, and, and they got it fixed. And, you know, however they did it, uh, that's coaching.
2: Let me get you this one, too, and we'll think about this one because we still have Auburn tonight playing Oregon State with a chance to get into Omaha. Mm-hmm. We have Stanford and, uh, and UConn who are playing as we speak. I'll give you a little update on that in a minute. But think about this, of the final eight teams that are playing in the Southeastern Conference, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Texas A&M, soon-to-be conference members, Texas, and Oklahoma, with (laughs) Auburn a chance to get in.
4: Six You could have
2: six of the SEC West. Yeah. In the final, in the eight. new West, in the, in the final eight playing baseball in Omaha, Nebraska.
3: Isn't that
4: amazing? Yikes! <laughs> and and then hey, and don't forget that LSU's in there LSU's too, in and the, Alabama's right. getting better, and you know, <laughs> it, it's a bear. And and you know, I think that's one of the reasons. And, and due respect to Southern Mississippi, but I think the level of competition that Ole Miss had versus what Southern had. Made a difference. I think it's a great point, and, and, and I and I'm not knocking Southern. Uh, they beat who was fate in front of them. That's right. It's so a good job. They deserved everything they got. But I, I did not fear going down there.
2: No, I didn't want to. You know, I'll, I'll say this as a baseball guy: I didn't want to go back to LSU, where you'd only won three.
4: Right. That's there tough would to be do.
2: Like ten to twelve thousand Cajuns screaming yeah, at you. That's tough to do. And win two more. Yeah. Whereas you had already beaten. Southern Miss in Hattiesburg, that mm-hmm. same batting order mm-hmm. with Drew McDaniel. You know, not Delucia, not Elliot, not Elliot. Yeah, right. And so I felt like better chance to win. Of course, we we
4: hadn't faced their aces either. True and, enough, they, and you know, even though we roughed them up a little bit, they were pretty good. They were
2: really good. Yeah. As Mike Mike has said, I think it was the first post game show. Both of them have been invited to the Team USA yeah. tryouts, which yeah. he's you don't get that
4: invitation unless you're good. You got to be pretty good. Yeah. Right? All
2: right. Let's do some injuries, shall we? As uh, this Rebel Injury Report is from Oxford Orthopedics and Sports
4: Medicine. Well, obviously TJ McCants, who hurt his thumb uh, against Miami, returned to the plate in the in the capper of the Super Regional and hit a home run and was a defensive replacement in late innings. So hopefully he's going to be okay. For the World Series. In basketball, uh, we've been told that Deshaun Ruffin and Robert Allen are coming along with their knee rehabs and are, are in really good shape Prepared uh, compared to the time since they had their operation. They're, they're ahead of schedule. And uh, Jonathan Mingo and Jalen Knox, who missed spring training with uh, foot injuries, um, I understand their, their rehab situation is really good as well. I guess we'll find out in August about that, if that's good information or not, but that's what I've heard.
2: So, all in all, the injury report is about as light as it's been in quite a long, long time.
4: Yeah, and I think as positive as it's been. Right, and an opportunity to see that. Yes, sir, Mr. Gordon?
3: No, that's good stuff. I mean, Robert Allen, I mean, he was, to me, he was pretty bad shape and rough and, you know, they definitely need him to play.
4: Another good good note from basketball is uh, they got Malik Ewan. Eligible, uh, the four or five player, one of the top hundred players in the country that was kind of iffy academically. Uh, you know, everybody was holding their breath. He's here and he's eligible, and I think that's a big addition, even though he's going to be a true freshman. He, he's got a lot of talent.
3: Yeah, I talked to Kermit, they were moving all those guys in uh, about two weeks ago. So, but uh, he's, I asked him about him. He said, you know, he's a he's a player and he can go to his back to the basket and it's going to you know he's 610 i think he'll help him
4: mm-hmm. he didn't move you in in 2 weeks ago you well, had no, just no, got no. clear yeah.
3: <laughs> no but I, I mean he moved several guys yeah. In, yeah
2: all right we thank you by the way you can still text message into the program if you want to at 662-426-1093 662-426-1093 that's the number to do that and we'll be glad to talk about them throughout the time we've got coach mike clement that will be coming up with us next he'll be a part of the program we'll we'll chat with him we'll find out uh, about uh, his great coaching and telling uh, our guy tim Elko to hit 778 in the coral gables regional uh how he did all, hit, hit hit home runs and scored 22 against arizona and the different things like that in all seriousness we will continue the conversation with baseball and other things as well but i do want you if you want to text message in, 662-426-1093. I know it's been a couple of weeks since we've been on, so we've got to get you back on doing that kind of thing with us as well. We thank all the good people that make the show go around, to Cannon Cleary McGraw for sponsoring those text messages that we have, and for our friends at Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine giving us the Rebel Injury Report. The show continues with the hitting coach of the Ole Miss Rebels, Mike Clement, on the other side. Good night.
5: Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville.
6: Looking for the largest selection of
7: wine and spirits in North Mississippi? Look No further than High Cotton's Wine and Spirits Warehouse in Oxford, located just behind Rebel Racks. You'll find some of the rarest wines that can only be found at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. They offer their customers a unique experience through their employees' expertise in the wine and spirits industry. The High Cotton Wine and Spirits Warehouse is a destination place for all of you true wine and spirit connoisseurs. Come visit us six days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at High Cotton Wine and Spirits.
9: Ole Miss football, basketball,
0: baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors.
2: Tons of baseball discussion on this program from the text message line in the state of Texas comes. Just want to congratulate the baseball team getting to the CWS, pulling hard, and we'll still be doing that in the state of Texas, where there will be a couple of Texas teams For sure. So we are talking about almost baseball. Gary, Chuck, Gordon with you. And our friend and hitting coach, Mike Clement, is back with us. Hi, Coach. How are you?
9: Uh, I'm doing great, guys. How are you all?
2: Good. Things are going well. I was joking a little bit before we got you on about – you know, what a great job you had done telling Elko to hit 778, getting shot in the A to start getting into the double digit home runs, you know, things like that along the way. But let's get, let's do get serious for a little bit because I know Coach B today talked a little bit about. The discussion when things were seven and fourteen in the SEC and whatever, and, and and how he approached you guys and how to coach and go about doing it the rest of the way. Can you got to talk about that challenge, if you will, and what you guys kind of did as coaches? You as a hitting coach in particular.
9: Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, when we we got back from Fayetteville, and you know the the, the strange part about that is we had actually started to play. Pretty decent baseball. Um, we just we just didn't get a timely hit, didn't make a timely pitch, but we had played better baseball. And I think as a coaching staff, that that was that was frustrating because uh, you know you want the results to show when when you can tell guys are starting to play better. And so that Monday morning, as as every Monday morning, we have a we have a staff meeting and coach. Uh, you know, it wasn't some like fire and brimstone speech or anything like that, but um, he just said, hey. Uh, we got to just keep coaching because there is a there is a good team in there, and, and specifically he said to us like, "Hey, if we weren't any good, this wouldn't be the discussion." But there's a there's a good team in there that we got to we got to get that out of them, um, and and it was more of just hey, stay the course because uh, he's never experienced seven and fourteen before in the league, and, and, and neither obviously had we. Um, and so it was, it was more, at least I took it more as encouragement. It wasn't, you know, him standing up new rock me on a stool and, you know, trying to, trying to get us going. Um, but, but kind of talk about how the the players need us, you know, because they're wondering too, um, and vulnerable and all those things. So I I guess for me specifically, um, you know, just, just the assurance to, Hey, just keep your head down and keep going, you know, kind of shut out the outside noise. And at that point, you kind of, if I'm being completely honest, feel a little bit overwhelmed, like, hey, we may be in this, you know, we may be in too deep here um, to, to, to climb out of this thing, which in a strange way, guys, almost made it easier because then you could just put your head down. You didn't watch other scores. You didn't, you know, wonder, hey, if we win two out of three here or we sweep there, we can get back into this. In a weird way, it almost felt like it was far enough in the hole that that stuff didn't even matter. Just just go play, and then I'll be darned. You look up, and here we are.
4: Mike, I saw a a video clip of uh, Coach Bianco on TikTok or Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter (laughs) or Facebook (laughs) or somewhere, And, and basically he was talking to the team after a loss, and he said, guys, I believe in you. You should believe in yourselves and stay the course. And I thought at that moment, that was a, a – from, from a mental and psychological standpoint for those players I, at that particular time, I thought that was pretty brilliant. I mean, because he could have been chewing their butts and, you know, uh, I just thought that that might have been a turning point in their psyche.
9: Yeah, ha- having, having been around Mike Bianco for the better part of eight years, I think that he, he has a ton of strength. I think his greatest strength, and I don't mean to overstate that, I believe this, his greatest strength as a coach is to have the feel for the entire group. Um, there are probably times where m- maybe for the individual, I-, I would disagree with, uh, you know, tell him to hit this way or pitch this way. Um, but that's just baseball, right? Like one coach to another may, may disagree on some things. His feel for the entire group, um, man, guys, yeah, it's like it's usually pretty spot on. And, um, he, he, the, the other thing that goes along with that in our best years and our worst years and our best times and worst times, he really is good at putting losses away. Gets really frustrated when we show up the next day. Uh, we all have the pit in our stomach of the frustration of losing the next night. But as you guys know, in this sport, you better be able to get over it pretty quickly. And, uh, he's remarkable at showing up the next day with a clean slate, win or lose, and, uh, moving on to the next. And I think those things speak to, the incredible consistency with which he's he's coached here, you know, like his worst SEC record in 22 years is 13 and 17. Uh, when you look at other teams, and you know they're up and down, and one year they have nine wins and uh, in the league and all of that, it's it's never been that. Um, he's he's remarkably consistent, and I think that that is why.
3: Coach, you've won like what is it, 14 out of 16 or something like that. When did you feel? That it all started to click, and what do you think contributed to that more than anything? I mean, yeah. you've just been on a roll.
9: Yeah, uh, like I said at the at the top, we started to play pretty well, like in that Mississippi State Arkansas window. The wins didn't like we didn't have much to show for it, but as a coach, you could kind of feel it turn at that point. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, when you start playing well, it doesn't. It's not automatic. It doesn't it doesn't just happen. Um, but we started to play better, and then following that, the wind started to come. And, and you know, I think as we got hot down the stretch, the thing that really aided us specifically in the postseason, starting you know down in Miami, and then and then going to Hattiesburg, is we have played in three consecutive Super Regionals. So I think that helped. That we have a lot of guys, or we have a lot of guys that experienced one Super Regional, some that experienced two. Uh, and you just keep knocking at the door, and at some point you bust that door down. And fortunately, we did that yesterday. But, but I think more than that is we played well because we've been playing in must-win games for like a month. Whereas I think some teams that play really well and have a good year, they get to a postseason setting and they're like, oh man, like we have to win now. Like it, it's over if we if we have a bad weekend. Shoot, guys, our our team has been experiencing that for a month. Like we put ourselves in such a hole at seven and fourteen that we've been playing basically must-win games for a month. And so our guys, uh, I don't know how to explain it great, had a real peace with everything. And our guys just played really loose and just played kind of carefree because I think that's kind of what they were used to the last four or five weeks.
3: I think when y'all swept LSU was kind of a turning point, you know, and then after that, y'all, you know, started playing very well.
9: Yeah, I think, and and like I would say, I would say it was before that, too. Obviously, we swept Missouri the the weekend prior to that. The big one that everyone remembers is down in Baton Rouge because. It was, you know, a little bit unexpected. That had never happened before. Um, and, and we went down there and, and, and played really well. And probably at that point, uh, everyone started to probably believe, you know, you sweep Missouri and they're not, they weren't great and it's at home and you kind of expect to win those games. And you go to Baton Rouge and you sweep them. And I think that's probably when everyone started to believe, hey, we got a shot. We got a real shot at this thing um, and, and getting into the postseason. But um, I think it started probably a little bit before that.
4: Coach, you've been on here several times with us uh, in the last couple of months uh, through the good and the bad, and Mm -hmm. I was always a firm believer that we weren't getting the timely hit. We were scoring two runs and getting 12 hits, so to speak. In the last five games, the regional and the super regional, against quality pitching, 46 runs, 53 hits. That's about as efficient as it gets, isn't it?
9: Yeah, it's been really good. And and with – you know, you always say like the most important thing in baseball is good starting pitching. And then after that, it's not just hitting or hitting home runs, but to your point, Chuck, like it is the timely hit. And if you can get that, uh, or those two things together, uh, you got a chance to win a lot of games. And that's what we've done. We've exactly, we've, we've gotten great starting pitching, um, specifically from the first two spots. And then, uh, We've had we've gotten some really timely hitting. We've gotten big hits when we needed it. It wasn't always easy against Arizona to start the regional, um, but obviously, you know we get down two to nothing. Gonzo hits a big two-run homer. We get down four to two. Chatney hits a big two-run homer. It's four to four. Chatney hits a bases-clearing double. Just some timely hits. Obviously, in the Miami game, their number one is going against Elliott. We're down one nothing most of the game. Two outs, two on. El- Elko goes double in the right center field gap. We win that game two to one, and then obviously. Um, got after Arizona in the final, and then and then really played our most complete two games of the season. You know these these past couple days in Hattiesburg, and it was it was awesome to to be a part of to watch.
4: Mike, uh, I made this point in a column I wrote today that um, when the starting pitching became uh, productive, like you just mentioned, Elliott and Duluta. And and then some of the relievers as well, and the closers, it, it kind of takes the pressure off the offense to know that they don't have to score ten runs to win a game. Is it? Well, did you? Could you feel that as the coach?
9: No question. And and like you said, I've been on here several times, and I, you know, I can, I can kind of remember some of your specific questions from you know six or eight weeks ago, talking about you know we have this offense that we really like, and you know sometimes when. You feel like you got to score a dozen runs a game. Does it put pressure on, on the offense and ask those types of questions? And um, there is no question that once we solidified roles within our pitching staff, and Belush became the ace uh, or the Friday guy, and then Elliott became the co ace. And, and granted, those guys have to go out and do it. Like, you don't just give those roles, but those guys started to turn into that. And then, like you said, probably goes a little more understated, but. Uh, Riley Maddox was so good through part of the year, and then, and then he goes down, and Mallett steps up, and Mallett has just been absolutely lights out. Brandon Johnson, Mason Nichols has been super steady. I'm probably missing a few guys in there that have gotten huge outs for us. But you're right. All of a sudden, the roles start to get defined on the mound, and then the offense actually gets better because, um, you know, they feel really comfortable. I mean, uh, take you guys inside of our, our hitters meeting yesterday morning. uh it's maybe the first time all year, but I just told those guys, like, hey, the guy we're facing, Tanner Hall, is really good. Uh, fellas, we ain't going to have to score very many uh, because Elliott's going to shut this <laughs> offense down. And if, if we get a lead, we win because Elliott's not going to give up very many. Now, did I have any idea he was going to give up zero? Uh, I'd be lying if I said that, but I felt really comfortable. And we just haven't been that all year, but that's the confidence, uh, obviously, that we have with, with the solidified roles on the mound, and those guys have been outstanding.
4: Mike, i got I got to ask you this question. How relieved are you guys? I mean, it seems like forever since 2014. And, yeah. You know, and especially since we've been to Supers and so close to Omaha, we could smell it several yep. times, and, and you finally kicked the door in. I mean, it's got to be like a weight off your shoulders.
9: I'm going to try to answer this as honestly as I possibly can. The beauty of uh, being a part of Ole Miss, and this community and their love, this state even, and the love for college baseball in this state. The beauty of it is, you got ten thousand people that are going to show up every night. You got people that love you. Uh, you got people that want want you to win as bad as anything. the The hard part, and again, this is what I'm going to try to be as honest as I can, The hard part about it is when it doesn't go well. Those people are pissed. <laughs> I don't know how. Long <laughs> and so sometimes that makes it tough. Um and so Chuck I don't know if I would call it relief uh re- <laughs> there is a, there is an element of that I guess just because we've been so close so many times and we continue to knock at that door and just hadn't broke it down yet um but I think more than anything um absolutely thrilled for our players uh you start thinking about some of those older guys and uh, watching those guys run into that dog pile and jump up and down and have tears of joy and understand that they've been so close, a game away from Omaha for two straight season in 2019 and 21, and being able to see the elation for those guys, it was much – there is some relief, but it's much less relief and way more joy uh, for those players that have worked so hard.
2: Coach Clem is on with us for a couple more minutes I am actually going to get inside baseball, as they say sometimes on this baseball question with you. We talked about the pieces that you need, and all of a sudden T.J. McCants hurts a thumb, and you've got to go to a Garrett Wood. How have you, I mean, let's be honest, right? Some guys, they, they know they're starting. They know what it's like. And yeah. you, as a coach, work with those guys. But you're also working with a Garrett Wood to prepare him and have him ready for this situation. Kind of lead us through that and then go ahead and brag on the kid for what he's done.
9: Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the easy part. And, and I know Mike <laughs> said it in his post-game press conference on, I guess it was game one Saturday. Um but that kid, uh, and I mean it, uh, is the consummate team player. Like, hasn't played much in two years. Shows up every single day. Um, and I guess the best way I can I can explain it for the listeners is that uh, he's a guy that we probably knew in a lot of different series and in a lot of different games was not going to play. We never even questioned. It was never questioned the last two years in our minds. Was he going to dress or was he going to be a part of the twenty seven man? Uh, postseason or SEC roster because that's the kind of teammate he is. Uh, and then it came down to we've really just played the nine guys for the most part, you know, some interchangeable parts, but for for our run here specifically the last six weeks. And McCants bangs up the thumb in the regional, um, just not the same, not quite healthy yet. And our mindset, if I'm being honest, not that we knew he was going to provide a ton offensively, our mindset was let's give the best defensive lineup we can because we've pitched it really well. We feel really good about our offense one through eight. We'll put him in the nine hole and whatever he can give us offensively. We'll take, uh, that's just the real inside baseball. Hey, you're in the coach's office. This is what we're talking about. That's true. Um, what he gave us offensively was awesome, man. Just not scared has played a ton of junior college baseball has a ton of at bats under his belt. Um, I think at one point, going into yesterday he had reached base in like seven of nine at-bats with walks with a huge double on Saturday uh just couldn't be more thrilled he's the son of a high school baseball coach he knows baseball inside and out um and we just don't have to worry he's so steady um every single day uh awesome kid awesome kid
2: well coach congratulations thanks for doing this again and see you in Omaha happy for you coach thanks we're not done
9: yet fellas not done yet
2: absolutely thanks again you got it guys Coach Mike Clement with us again on a Monday night. Um, I'm
4: really happy for those guys.
2: Oh, no doubt. Everybody oh, no doubt. involved. Game Day Outlook brought to you by Roberts Wilson, PA. They represent people and only people. The consultation is free. They go to work for you immediately after being hired. They don't get paid unless they succeed. Call them. 662-533-9111. We get justice. Roberts Wilson, PA. Back to conclude our show in just a few
7: Looking for the largest selection of wine and spirits in North Mississippi? Look no further than High Cotton's Wine and Spirits Warehouse in Oxford, located just behind Rebel Racks. You'll find some of the rarest wines that can only be found at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. They offer their customers a unique experience through their employees' expertise in the wine and spirits industry. The High Cotton Wine and Spirits Warehouse is a destination place for all of you true wine and spirit connoisseurs. Come visit us six days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at High Cotton Wine and Spirits.
0: Employers, are you paying too much for your group health insurance? If so, call Connie Brazell with Morgan White Group. Connie can show our proprietary premium saver plan, which could save you as much as 18 to 20% on your group health insurance premium. Connie can also show you our employee needs too, offering human resource guidance, payroll solutions, 401k retirement plans, and senior services. Morgan White Group is your largest solely dedicated health and payroll insurance agency in the state of Mississippi, servicing all of your health, dental, vision, and life insurance needs. Call Connie today at 662-259-5552. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next.
2: Homeless Baseball will take on the winner of Oregon State and Auburn in their first game of the College World Series. Bottom of the first scoreless in that one. Stanford's about to punch the seventh ticket and then the winner of Oregon State and Auburn. And although
4: it's, although it's not official, our speculation – from not just us, but from people we've talked to, is that we will play the second game on Saturday on night. Saturday,
2: correct. That's what I. Against, I obviously,
5: the winner, the winner of Auburn, Oregon yeah. State.
2: Winner, Auburn, Oregon State. And then you'll be in with Stanford and with Arkansas yeah. on your side of things. Yeah. Okay, we can live with that, right? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Red and you, Blue- knew,
4: you knew it was going to be tough regardless no matter, of where you're going. No
2: and Arkansas is a team that kind of like Ole Miss. They've gotten hot at the end, too. Mm-hmm. They went through a little stretch. Okay, Red and Blue Chips recruiting segment presented by Go Orthodontics. They've got places in Oxford, Saltillo, South Haven, Corinth, and Collierville. What we got, Chuck?
4: Well, <laughs> since we were on the air, we've got five commitments in football. Okay. Uh Tonight, actually, got a four-star uh, offensive lineman Bryson Sanders out of Tennessee uh, c- took Ole Miss over Tennessee, six six two ninety, Uh big get for the Rebels. You, uh, you, you can't ever get too many linemen on either side of the ball. And then it was a safety extravaganza kind of. <laughs> Ole Miss committed uh, a portal guy out of Vandy, Deshaun Jenkins. He's 6'1", 200-pound safety, has one year of eligibility left. Uh, played all 12 games for Vanderbilt in 2021. Uh, Roman Rashada committed. He's the older brother of five-star Ole Miss quarterback target, Jaden Rashada. Uh, Rebels are trying to obviously get them both, Roman enrolled Monday at Ole Miss. Uh, they've got Murray State redshirt freshman tight end, DJ Ruff, 6'4", 240. He, he won't count against the 85. He went to Pearl River um, Central. Standout played in five games in two seasons for the racers, making seven receptions for 69 yards. My understanding is he's an outstanding blocker, so don't look at those numbers, uh, particularly on on receiving. And then uh, 2023, Daniel Demery committed to Ole Miss since our last show. He rates the number 34 safety in the country, committed to Ole Miss over Texas A&M, Southern Cal, Colorado, and SMU. Uh, Randall Joyner defensive line coach for Ole Miss was his main recruiter Uh, Ole Miss also hosted 2023 top 50 national recruit John Tay Cook the second out of DeSoto Texas this past weekend he's rated the number eight wide receiver in the country also hosted safety Tamara Cooley out of North Carolina for an official visit this past weekend uh, let's see. I'm looking over these notes, trying to get as many as I can. Oh, <laughs> old Miss is looking to their at the their linebacker group with Michigan State uh, portal guy quote Caveras Crouch, 6'2", 235, the former top fifty national recruit out of Charlotte, had a productive career at his first school, Tennessee, when he finished third on with the Vols with fifty seven tackles in twenty twenty. His next step was Michigan State. Stop, excuse me, next stop was at Michigan State. He finished with 75 tackles in 2021, and now he's in the portal again, and old Miss is trying to land him. Excellent. All right, we've got good four minutes, three and a half or so, for your good, the
2: bad, and the ugly.
4: Well, man, we need to get a new category tonight, a category <laughs> of great instead of good. Okay. It does not get any better than what's transpired since we last aired prior to the regional in Coral Gables blow through a tough regional, blow through a tough super, and now head to Omaha for the College World Series as one of the hottest, if not the hottest team in America. Two months ago, who would have given this team a snowball's chance in hell to advance to Omaha? Not me. They were wallowing around in in or near the cellar of the SEC and just didn't seem to have what it takes. Then they caught fire. The turning point to me was when they went to Southern Mississippi on the road for a win and then followed up by sweeping LSU and Baton Rouge for the first time since baseball was created. They didn't win every game after that, but you could tell they were building some meaningful momentum. The Rebels didn't fare well in the SEC tournament, but in hindsight, that may have been the best thing to happen to them. They got selected to the NCAA tournament, and they were well-rested and ready to pounce. The regional draw was a hard one but you could smell the focused and determination in the team. They swept through Arizona and host Miami and set their sights on a super regional rival, Southern Mississippi, a, a very deserving foe. No offense to the Golden Eagles, but the Rebels seemed to be a team of destiny at that point, point. they cruised in the super, blanking Southern and getting the ticket to Omaha in just two games. In over 40 years of covering the Rebels, this is one of the best comeback stories I've ever witnessed by an Ole Miss team. Down and out. Downtrodden. Now going to Omaha. There's nothing good about it. It's just great. I agree, wholeheartedly. What do you say we do a show next Monday? Shall we? Shall we do a show next Monday? You know, if we're not playing ball, <laughs> that's a good point, right?
2: <laughs> might and, be playing baseball next a, Monday. That's a, that's a good thing that, that that might be going on out there in Omaha. What what fun it has been to kind of watch these guys and to see them, uh, to see guys like Elko and Graham stick around, bench stick around play this extra year through COVID, busted up knees, all that kind of stuff, and to finally get there. And it
4: would, and it really, for their sake, it would have been a shame if they had. I agree. I you agree. Know, they sacrificed a lot to come back and play for this team, and now they're getting their just reward.
2: All on the road. You made that point, too, right? Yeah. They were not a good home team for a while. Yeah. And then to go out on the road and to get it done, just congratulations to them. So... College World Series coming up next week. You're right. 7-14, 24-19. I don't think anybody would have believed it. Don't think anybody would have believed it. Good to see you, fellas. I'm glad they did. <laughs> and they told us they did. Yeah. They told us they did. Great job, Ryan Ope, And thanks to you people for being with us. Don't forget that text message line, 662-426-1093. We'll be back with you to talk more Ole Miss sports on another Monday. So long.